Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. 1 Peter 1 verse 8. Love this scripture. You may have read this before or skimmed over it, but I think it's important that we drill down and just pause and think about the um, ramifications of this passage. 1 Peter 1 verse 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. How many people here this morning have seen Jesus, like actually seen him? No one. I was recently in a, um, in a shop and uh, I came across somebody who was an interesting personality. I'll, I'll put it that way. It's a very nice way to put the, the character of person, the caliber of person, and, and they said, Pastor Justin. And anytime someone yells out Pastor Justin in public, a little part of me dies. Um, let's be honest. That's just like cringe back a bit. And really, guess, guess who I saw last night? I was like, I don't know. Did you see Russell Crowe at the pub? Who did you see? I saw Jesus. I was like, oh dear. And this is like for the whole, as loud as I'm speaking, this is as loud as this person was talking, the whole store could hear. I'm just going, oh, just swallow me up now. Just take me now, Lord. Yeah, you know how Jesus can morph into different things and he just transforms into different beings. And I was like, you know, he doesn't do that. And this person's like, yeah, he does. He, just, he can just transfigure into whatever he wants to be. And so I, he appeared to me in this dream and I saw Jesus in this weird transformed state. I was like, normally I just, Humor people go, oh, that's nice, you have a good day. But I was just I was just like, you know when you're just tired and you're frustrated and you're like, I'm just gonna say whatever I think. Um I just like, no, he doesn't do that. That's not not right. And they said, Oh I was so frustrated because they were expecting me to get excited for them and I just wasn't, I wasn't having it. And they said, Oh, well you need to read your Bible. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right, all right. So my my response was, That's the problem. I do, and none of what you're saying is in there. She's like, oh, bye, see you later, as you walked off. So none of us have seen Jesus. We're not one of the apostles that walked the earth with him. We've seen the effects of Jesus, absolutely. We've encountered his presence. But as far as physically seen him, none of us have. We are 2,000 years past that moment. But though we have not seen him, we love him. I remember when all of our children were in the womb. Like, I hadn't seen them yet, but I love them. Absolutely. So we can love things without seeing things. We can have faith in something that we cannot physically see with our eyes. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him. And here's the cruncher, right? Here's the, the, the point I want to get to. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you now not see him, you believe in him. And rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. When we understand who Jesus is, even though we can't see him, we do love him, we do believe in him, the effects that Jesus has on a human life when we love him and when we know him are inexpressible joy. And so I want to talk about the joy that comes with Christmas, but more importantly, the joy that comes with Jesus. And I feel like I say this every single year, but it's so true. I don't think for a second that we can talk about the birth of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus, without talking about his uh, life and, and his resurrection and the legacy that he leaves. It is one big story. I, I love the time that Christmas is. I love the celebration. But for me, I think we do ourselves a great injustice if we just take the starting point of the gospel and leave it there. 
It's one big story to be enjoyed that will last for all eternity till he comes back and takes us back with him. And so I want to talk about the bigness of the story of Jesus. I want to talk about the, not just his birth, uh, not just his life, not just his death, not just his resurrection, not just his legacy, but, but the whole thing. And I want to bring it into three categories, looking at the anticipation of Jesus, looking at the arrival of Jesus, and looking at the aftermath of Jesus. Or the aftermath is the results of, of a situation, the results of, uh, of something happening. And so we're going to do that through the angel, through the star, and through the tree. So, the angel... Part one, anticipation. Whenever there's anticipation around Jesus, there is joy. Unless, of course, you are you know, Herod and, and it's, it's, it's the opposite of that. But if you are for Jesus, the anticipation of Jesus is joy. And we see in, in Matthew 1 verse 20, the angel visits Joseph. And what does the angel, what does the angel say? Do not be afraid. Do, do not fear. What is about to happen is a very, very good thing. In Luke 1 verse 30, the angel visits Mary and says the exact same thing. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. And what we can think is, we could, if I was to inverse that, we could go, okay, opposite, opposite of fear, the opposite of fear is, is peace. Well, I kind, of think it's, I kind of think it's not. I kind of think the opposite of um, fear would be joy. And here's, here's how I come to that conclusion. I kind of see it as a, as a continuum or a spectrum. And you've got neutral in the middle, right? And you've got the, the negative and then you've got the positive. On the negative side of neutral would be anxiety, which leads to fear, right? So then the opposite of anxiety would be then peace, which is on the positive side of neutral. And then the extreme of that is fear that grips people and holds people. And then the extreme on the positive side is joy, so no matter what circumstance we, we find ourselves in, the extreme, in a positive sense, is joy and fear in the negative sense. So, so what we can glean from this, and I don't think I'm doing the scripture an injustice by saying this, but the inversion of the angel's decree to both Joseph and to Mary is rejoice. Not just don't fear, but rejoice. And then we'll see later how, how when the angel appears to the three wise men, or the wise men, there's probably many, he says, for I bring you good news of great joy for all people. So there's this joy that surrounds the anticipation of Jesus. As he's coming and he's arriving, there was, there was 400 years where, where the prophets and, and the people of God were silent. God didn't speak. From the, when the Old Testament closed, when the New Testament opens, there's 400 years. And then there starts to be this murmuring of the Savior, this baby to be born. This anticipation starts to rise and with that comes this sense of joy. That's Jesus. Christmas. Let's look at the anticipation around Christmas. Now for some people, this is like the craziest time of year and the anticipation of Christmas is, is quite stressful. Um, but ultimately, if we can get beyond just our workplace or just our, the demands on our life and look at the season for what it is, the anticipation of Christmas, the lead-up, is actually one that is marked with joy. I love going into a shopping centre like the 1st of December and the carols are on. And it's like, oh, there's something about the presence of Christmas carols in a shopping centre that just makes me feel at ease, that makes me feel happy, makes me feel joyful. 
I think uh, we were a little early this year. We normally have a rule, as most people do, um, December 1st is when the tree goes up, um, not a day before, not a day after. Um, but we thought, man, COVID this year has just ruined this whole year. So we put it up like mid-July. We're just like, we're going to put it up now. We'll just leave it up. Bring some joy into the house. Lord knows we need it. But we put it up probably a couple of weeks earlier than December, mid-November. And, and the tree represents this anticipation there's this excitement and when, when the nighttime hits and it finally gets dark at like 9.30 and we can flip the lights on the tree so the kids can actually see them, it creates this anticipation of joy. And Anna's done all our online shopping. Um, she basically started shopping December 26th last year and just stuff just keeps coming to our door every single day. And so as the presents start coming in, she wraps them, she puts them under the tree so the kids can see Christmas is coming. This anticipation brings joy. I think about workplaces we have stuff christmas parties and and things like that and all these events these anticipatory events lead us to this sense of joy that leads to christmas one of my favorite things about the lead up to christmas is menu planning right right what are we going to eat what can we cook and it's like you usually cook stuff that you would never cook throughout the year um, if you follow Brendan Lewis on Instagram, he's not here, but he posted uh, a, a Christmas ham that he just basted. Is, is it basted? What, is it, what do you call it when you do it? But just this ham that he braised, baked, glazed. I see that hand. <laughs> he glazed his own ham. And the thing just was succulent and mouth-watering. And that's one of my favourite parts of Christmas is menu planning, the anticipation. The lead-up brings joy. Anticipation of Jesus brings joy. Anticipation of Christmas brings joy. I want to talk about the anticipation of your salvation. Let's go back to that moment where you first heard the good news and the light bulb went on. When a preacher or a song or a, or a book explained something to you about the gospel, about Jesus, about the good news, and the penny finally dropped and you're like oh my gosh I get it I've heard about church I've heard about God I've heard about Jesus but then all of a sudden it's like like one of those movies where like the, those freak geniuses see all the numbers in the sky and all of a sudden it just forms this perfect formula that makes sense and what once was confusion is now made crystal clear and the joy that comes with that anticipation of hearing the truth and understanding the truth I remember when I was um, 16 years of age, I'd grown up in church, heard about God, believed in God, you know, but it was sort of like didn't really think church was great. And I remember being in this Youth Alive worship moment. And um, I was a very shy, insecure kid and would never do, like, what I'm doing now is like, there is no way anybody who knew me at age, when I was age 12 would say that this was what I would do. They'd probably work in an office somewhere, just tucked up the back by himself, like just, that's what I, I was so shy and insular and so uh, I would never talk to people I would never lift my hands in worship for goodness sake that'd be just crazy but I remember being 16 years of age in a, in a youth alive meeting and this worship song came on and it was like that moment where all the stories I'd heard about God and about Jesus in, in I don't even know what the song was but in that one moment the presence of God made all that information made make sense and that light bulb came on 
and I lifted my hands in front of 200 other kids, which I've never done before. I just, for the first time ever, didn't care what somebody else would think about me and just closed my eyes, sang the worship song, and in my heart, I made a decision that for the rest of my life, I will follow Jesus because I had the penny drop, that anticipation of the goodness of God was made alive in me in that moment where it all made sense and my life was filled with joy. So do you remember your first time where that happened for you? Where you hear about Jesus? You hear about how good he is and that anticipation of, hey, maybe he could change my life. Maybe he could bring healing to me. Maybe he could restore me. Maybe he could make something out of me. Brings joy to you. Do you remember that? Have you ever had those moments? I'm assuming because most of you, I know most of you, most of you are are Christians. At least, if not, you're doing a very good job of hiding the fact that you might not be. But um, So if we are Christians, there's a a moment where we cross that line of faith and we, we trust. And next week, I'm going to talk about the arrival. Today's the anticipation. Next week's the arrival where that truth becomes reality in, in our world. But I want to just focus in on that, that anticipation aspect because anticipation brings joy. And so going back to the very start, as I bring this to a close, um, I told you it was simple, I told you it was short. The angel, for me, can represent a lot of different things, but for the point I'm trying to make here today, the, the angel represents anticipation. Prior to the birth of Jesus, the angel visited Joseph to prepare him. The angel visited Mary to prepare her and commands her and and encourages him to not be afraid. And we can clearly see that ultimately what what the angel was meaning was be filled with joy. Rejoice. Because what I'm about to do through you guys is going to change the course of history forever. And that visitation that the angel had with Joseph, the visitation the angel had with Mary, started something that now is the reason why you and I are here today. Because Jesus was born. And so that anticipation brings joy. That angel represents the anticipation. Everything about Jesus should bring us to a place of joy. Should be the undercurrent of our faith. And the hope we have in him, the faith we have in him, that even though we can't see him, we love him. Even though we can't put our eyes on him, we trust him and we follow him. And when we do that, We can rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for today, this season, this time of year, Christmas. As we anticipate Christmas Day in a couple of weeks, we get excited, we get filled with joy. As Joseph and Mary anticipated the birth of Jesus, they were instructed to be filled with joy. Lord, as we heard the good news about you at whatever point in our life that was, that anticipation that you could do exceedingly abundant things in our life brought us joy. 
which is why we stepped into that relationship with you, where we stepped into that place of faith and trusting in you. And Lord, I thank you for this scripture we read in 1 Peter, that even though we don't see you, we can love you. Even though we can't see you, we believe in you and we rejoice with joy that is inexpressible. And Lord, I know this season can be tough for people. I know that this season can bring up raw emotion for people. But that doesn't change the fact that you are good. Our circumstances don't change the fact that your presence brings joy. Our pain doesn't erase the fact that your presence can bring us to a place of peace and healing and refreshment and wholeness. And it's that hope we have in you that gives us joy. That anticipation of what you will do and what you can do that will give us joy. So while we could focus on the problems, we could focus on the circumstance, we could focus on the pain, Lord, today, we choose to focus on the anticipation of your presence. We choose to focus on the joy that comes from knowing you and being with you. And Lord, I pray for every single person here. This would be a Christmas like no other. A Christmas with you at the center. A Christmas marked with joy because you are lifted up. You are acknowledged. You're at the center. Lord, we want to receive the words that Joseph and Mary received for our life. We want that comfort that comes from you telling us to don't be afraid. Don't fear. But instead we choose joy. We choose to celebrate. We choose life. We choose love. We choose you, Jesus. Lord, would you bless us? Would you bless our families? Would you bless this church? In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.